Man, I've never been in a fight in my life. I would get the shit kicked out of me at every weight division, <laughs> every class. Like it doesn't matter. There's there isn't a single fighter in the UFC who couldn't finish me in under five seconds. I'm Big Zoo, and the UFC have asked me to fire eight questions at some of the UFC's biggest and most famous fans. Our guest today, he's a Scottish comedian. He has two Netflix specials and incredibly is responsible for the breakup of over 100,000 relationships. He has just written his first book and he's about to start the US leg of his hubris tour. You know the vibes. This is eight questions with UFC fan Daniel Sloss. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell there's so many there's so many UFC fans who are just like, I, well, yeah, sure, I guess I've heard of them. If that makes nah, you feel listen, <laughs> I just gave you all the hype. The hype yeah. is enough for them to right, understand okay. that you're a big boss in this thing, yeah. So my first question for you is: What is the first UFC fight you remember watching? Uh, my friend Kai got me into it when. I can't remember what the headline of the card was, but the fight I remember vividly was um, Bigfoot Silva v. Alistair Overeem. And Big fight. Yeah, yeah. And, like, because I'd never watched the UFC before, like, two huge guys. Yeah. you're just like, all right, this is just, you know, we're going to punch the shit out of each other. And yeah. Overeem was cocky all the way through. And I remember, yeah. like, not liking that. And it, it, all my mates were like, oh, no, man, he said, great. Because, like, this was a couple of months or maybe a year after he'd kicked the liver out of Brock Lesnar. So, <laughs> it <was>. Yeah, it was <laughs> his uh, second fight in the UFC, but obviously he was already known at this point, you know? Aye. And then for two rounds, he's cocky. He's getting up in Silva's face like he's not respecting them. And then Bigfoot Silva just turned it on. And I remember it was just such a brutal knockout because, like, uh, he was against the cage and he was knocked out. But Bigfoot Silva just kept punching him upwards so he never hit the ground. Like, it was just doing keepy-uppies with his head. He is keeping it up in the sky with with punches and formations. Herb Dean's not stopping it because he's technically not touched the ground yet. And he's like, no, no, he's still standing. It's not natural, (laughs) but he's up. And then douche, douche. It was like, you know, the the rock'em, sock'em things where they just constantly punch their heads up. Um, (laughs) And I remember just going, oh, man, this sport is... Great, like um, that's yeah. me in at this point. Who's your favorite UFC fighter of all time? Um, I mean, if we could ignore a lot of his antics outside of the ring, <laughs> <laughs> like if we're looking at it on an objective, who do I enjoy watching as a fighter? It's got to be John Jones. Um, I just always loved the fact that, uh. You know, there's so much tactics in fighting and and people are stronger at different things. But John Jones always, when he fights, just goes, what are you best at? And (laughs) I'm going to beat you at that. I'm not going to beat you in my own game. If you're a striker, I'm going to knock you the f*** out. If you're a wrestler, I'm going to wrestle you. If you're going to kick, I'm going to outdo it. I just, I love watching that. Mm. He's he's technically gifted and he thinks on his feet and... The amount of battles and wars that he's gone through is very commendable. Oh. I, res- I respect yeah. Mr. Jones. Oh, like you said, take away the antics. <laughs> yeah, but I feel, like all, the- I feel like all fighters have their antics. You know what I'm trying to say? You can't be a fighter <laughs> without a little bit of antics. You know what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, well, Stephen Thompson's never done anything wrong in his life. The man just drives, <laughs> drives an electric car and prays, has the same meal every evening and is a charming person. Like, he's a safe one. But yeah, the you know, the best of the best, you're like, if I just don't follow them on Instagram and Twitter and just objectively enjoy them as a as a, a fighter, as a warrior, then it's, then it's easy. Question three, what is your favourite UFC event that you've watched or attended? Um, I went to see, the first card I ever went to see live was uh, Anderson Silva versus Weidman 2, the one where Silva, yeah, yeah. But like everyone remembers that bit from that card, but the rest of that card was stacked, man. Like from top to bottom. Uh, Like Travis Brown was on it. I remember it was uh, Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate. And that was the first time Rousey had ever been taken outside of the first round. And that, to be in the audience when you like she, 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 she always finished people and take took her beyond that and we were like oh holy shit this is great um there was so many good fights on that card and then mm-hmm. also like when anderson threw that kick none of us knew what happened like because we just saw him throw a kick and then him go down and we're like oh the, like he's he's thrown the fight like he's she's like this is the weirdest thing like is this rigged or whatever and like nobody in the arena can really understand what's going on and then they showed the replay of it once like there was a collective inhale from uh, the crowd and then it was just i mean i'll never forget it but the, the card was great but oh damn what other fights have you gone to uh, I have seen Anderson Silva fight three times, and every single time <laughs> I've seen him, it's been when he's lost, right? Oh, man. Uh, man, I've only ever watched him lose. Like, he's one of the greatest ever, and I've only ever seen him fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw him at UFC when it was Weidman 2. I, I saw uh, when he did Daniel Cormier uh, last minute after the uh, John Jones pulled out that card and McGregor pulled out that card. Yeah, uh, and then also in London when uh, when Bisping beat him. Damn. Yeah, yeah. You are his bad luck charm. I am. I feel so bad because I loved him so much. I loved watching him. And I'm whenever like, you turn there, up, he's I'll just losing. No, I ju- I can't do it anymore. Like I've 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 got to love him from a distance, otherwise I'll ruin his legacy. Well, speaking <laughs> about legacy and leg breaks, um, your new book. Everyone you hate is going to die. <laughs> yeah, it's about relationships. Um, you have reportedly broken up over a hundred thousand couples. Um, yes, that's some serious Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman level power you got there. <laughs> yeah. What is what is your secret to finishing all these relationships? Well, I always have to clarify. It's never been. A, I've never ended a good relationship. It's never like yeah. two people yeah. were in love and then I came in and did some magic that caused them to see each other in a different light. I'm just there to get people out of those shitty, static, boring, toxic relationships that we sometimes consign ourselves to because we're so terrified of being alone. Yeah. Uh, and I never meant the show to do that. Like it was just a, uh, it's a show called Jigsaw, which is on Netflix. And it was just me talking about like a toxic relationship I'd been in and like how I yeah. finally got out of it and the relief I felt getting out of it. And then turns out that resonated with a lot of people and they just kept... <laughs> tweeting me and sending me messages on Instagram and my, my DS being like I broke out with my partner I broke out with my husband I bro- I've had people d- drive across country uh, to get me to sign their divorce papers like just to autograph them it's been mad man so basically you have impacted the nation for I devastation 
Yeah, I'm saving lives, man, getting people out of those boring ass relationships. It's like the ring, but for shitty relationships. <laughs> I feel like I feel like sometimes people don't realize they feel something until someone else exp- expresses it to them. You know? Yeah, man. And sometimes you have to watch someone else fail to make you not want to fail. Yeah, and and also like I think that's the thing about you know comedy and music is anything where you're t- talking with concise sort of lyrics and script, you're trying to get a point across in a way that it's never been made before, but in a way that resonates with the audience that's watching it. That's the skill is to make people, you know, you say something that they didn't even know they thought, but when you do, it just sort of clicks into place and they go, oh my God, that's right. Like all the best comedy I love watching is the stuff that, you know, makes you laugh primarily, that's the function, but the stuff that makes you think as well. It's the same thing, yeah. like, if there's good music that's banging, as long, if the lyrics are great as well, then it stays in there and resonates yeah. so much more. I love that. That's, that's a, you're, you're very insightful, you know? I feel like you come with a lot of wisdom. Um, oh, no, it's, it's all a f***ing ruse, man. Like, it's, just... Yeah, it's all, it's all just a front. <laughs> <laughs> Our next question for you is, what would your fighter nickname be? Let's bring it back to fighting. What would your fighter oh. nickname be? The corpse, like the like, man. I've never been in a fight in my life. I would get the shit kicked out of me at every weight division, <laughs> every class. Like, it doesn't, there's there isn't a single fighter in the UFC who couldn't finish me in under five <laughs> seconds. Like, you know, you have no chance, no martial no, arts, man, no get boxing. Me the smallest, lowest ranked woman, and I guarantee she'll have choked me out or have kicked my jaw off my head in under ten seconds. I promise you, man. Like, even even. BJ Penn, even at his age, he could still kick my head in. Like, <laughs> the refs could f***ing batter me. I reckon most of the crowd could kick my head in. I'm pretty sure some of the ring got girls, like, like I might be able to go the distance with one of them, maybe, if she's hung over. But no, I'd be useless. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long list of people that you yeah. have no hope. No hope. No. I've, well, I'm, what we I'm need to do is get you in an MMA gym. We need to get you flexing. We need to get you working. Get him gaze. No, man. The, re- the reason I got into comedy was so I never had to get into a fight in my life. That's the whole point. This is how I de-escalate. I'm dead. Well, our next question is, if you could fight anyone in history, who would it be? But, I mean, if, I don't think you... But if you could, if you had the power, if you had the power of John Jones within you... yeah. Oh, I'd love to. uh, Benson Henderson. (laughs) Just, I just, he was the most, for me, he was the most boring champ in the world. Like he never, (laughs) he never finished someone in a title defense. He never, it was always, always, always went to the distance. And it was always, it wasn't always split decision. I'll give him that. Sometimes it was unanimous. But I just remember going, oh, you know, you've got the power to knock someone out, but you're just being too tactical. I got into this sport to watch people, you know, Chin, that's what I'm, I'm here for. I don't want to watch you grind out a result. Come on. So if I could go back in time and I and I was the size of John Jones, I'd yeah. slap him around a bit. But Benson Henry, if you're watching this and this, please don't. I, like I swear to God, like I know you kick my head in. <laughs> what would your fantasy UFC matchup be? Like any fighter versus any fighter in history. Like what would that be? Um. I would love Bigfoot Silva v Mighty Mouse just because 
Mighty Mouse really bored me in some fights. Like, I know he was brilliant. I'll never deny how talented the man was. But some of his fights were really boring just because, you know, he's such a small man, never really had the, the, the power to do knockouts. And I just figure... If it's a fantasy fight, let's see. Let's see how you do against like the biggest in the business. That are Cain Velasquez. That is just that's a bit deep. <laughs> yeah, man. But like, come on. Let's like you. Like, I'm sure he'd like as a challenge. It's like you know, boxing. They take huge. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's very different because you can throw kicks and kick people's heads off their necks. <laughs> but you know, it's nothing against Mighty Mouse. But in a fantasy world, yeah, I'd, what? I'd, what I'd, nobody's not watching that fight. <laughs> So who is your goal in the <laughs> UFC? Is, 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 is it is the John? Is it Mr. John to the Jones? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's got to be John Jones. Like I, I loved I loved Anderson Silva. I still love Anderson Silva, but I jinxed him so many times. Um, I'm glad they never, you know, uh, threw it down. But yeah, John Jones is undeniable for me at this point. Absolutely love that. Well, thank you to the big UFC fan, and ultimate comedian, my brother Daniel Sloss. It's been amazing. Thanks, Daniel's man. first book, Everyone You Hate Is Going To Die, is released on October the 12th. Um, just 24 hours later, on October the 13th, he starts his US leg of his world tour in Boston. Listen, big things. Are you mad? Visit danielsloss.com for all the ticket info and catch him when he's in your city. Make sure he's been making me laugh this whole time. If I was in America, I'd be getting my ticket. I'm Big Zoo, and I'll be back with another famous UFC fan very soon. Make sure you like and subscribe and check out all the previous episodes. Boop, boop, boop.